Hi, welcome back to the podcast Behind the Eyes of Our Youth. This is part two of our experiences in the hood, and thank you guys for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shane. And yeah, let's get started with the podcast. There'll be days I ain't, I remember there been days that I ain't, uh, I ain't eat, I ain't eat for like a good week just because I, just because I was down bad and I wanted to make sure they was good. I'm telling you, when you, when you really just want, wanted to survive and wanted just to, wanted just to see another day, you, you gonna do whatever you got to. I remember I went, I remember I, I remember I robbed a guy in the 7-Eleven just so I could get, just so I could get some money so I could feed my, just so I could feed them, man. Like I'm telling you, it really is diff- It really is difficult when you all you want to do is just, is just to see another day. Like that's why I can't just look down on nobody who who, who does a crime for for any reason. Cause everybody got their own reason for doing anything, man. Even even how messed up it is, how messed up it is. To a degree, I get I get some of it. To a degree, I get some of it because I understand that some people just got a different struggle, man. And it's that will to survive that just keep on driving you to do those things, man. I definitely agree with Shane. Um, it's crazy. So it's like a little story time, like a little bit, like a little 10 second one. <laughs> so I remember one day I was in the with my mom, you know, just a normal day shopping. And me, personally, I never stole before, but I could, you know, I don't be little people who do because they must really need it. You know what I mean? So one day she was like, she like she wanted something really badly. And she didn't know that I had money because I was like, no, I could buy it for you. And uh, she, so she used to steal like back in the day when she was the younger. So that mindset stayed with her. So I saw her sneak something in her purse and I was like, mom, stop that. And the fact, I was really shook because I was like, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? especially and she you know like it was a mindset thing like like she had the money for it it was just that it was just so easy to do it for her and I was just telling her like that's not right like like you shouldn't be doing that and she she looked at me as so much like like you know that look of honest like wrongness it's like a really honest of like oh like I shouldn't be doing this like it's like a wake-up call and I looked at her and I was just like I didn't, I didn't bat, that's my mother. I would never bash my mother, but I was just so in shock. Cause I was like, you're so used to this when really you don't need to do that. So of course I paid for it. Cause I was, you know, like that, but it was like, you don't need to, you know what I mean? And the cops is one thing. The law is one thing. The law doesn't, isn't for us. The law doesn't really, isn't for us. So I wasn't really paying attention to the law at that time it was like well I don't really care about the cops or whatever but it was more so of like a mindset for me because I was just like I don't steal because I never had anything I, I never had a reason to but her mindset was when she was younger she didn't have as much so she would take and it wasn't out of malice or any ill intentions it was honestly that oh I, I really want it or I really need it so I'm gonna take it when you know when you don't have to so I do agree with Shane like you have to do whatever you can to do what you like you have to do whatever you can to get where you want to be or just to live in satisfaction for either hour or a day and it's a mindset in a way because when you do I guess get 
in a point of stability, that mindset sticks with you, sticks with you a little bit. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Well, it kind of is, but I'm not saying like it's like a, oh, we should stop that. Like I'm bashing you. Da da da. It's more like a, it's more like a calm, like a calm, like saying it's okay. Like you don't have to do this. Like like do these things. That makes sense. Like I don't want to. I never want to make someone feel bad about themselves. I never do. So I I always want to you know say it's it's all right type of feeling. It's okay. Like you're safe, like you don't have to do that type of thing. So yeah, I definitely do agree with Shane. Yeah, no, the thing is, it's, it just really all goes back to just the survival, man. Like you just wanna you just wanna be able to say that you that yours are good, that your your brothers, your little sisters, you know, whoever you trying to protect at the time, they are good, man. And you honestly you really don't even care about yourself really and I, and I don't know how much I can really talk about it because I've never been to the suburbs I never lived in the suburbs so I don't really know how it is really up there or down there whatever is wherever the suburbs at but the opportunities in the hood versus the versus the opportunities in the suburbs from what I can see from what I have seen from my time living in the hood and me going to and me going to the suburbs for uh, for like wrestling, for like wrestling, for like baseball, whatever I'm doing, for for whatever reason I'm up there. It's like I just I just don't see I just don't see the same thing. I feel like it, for the for the parts of the suburbs I've been to, it, it's always been quiet. You ain't, you don't really never see no commotion or nothing. Uh, you you don't ever, you don't ever see no uh you don't ever see nobody uh coming out just arguing with somebody. It's just it's just a different vibe down there. And honestly, I feel like when I'm down in the suburbs, I feel the most unsafe. I feel the most unsafe because I'm not familiar with it. I feel the most unsafe because I, it's just not because I don't know who will because I cause I don't know what's happening around here. Like like I remember Lil Dirk, Lil Dirk for example, he um he said a lyric in one of his songs. He said he said, I know it sounds dumb and the strangest, but in the trenches, I feel the safest. Like I feel one, I feel like that. I like when he said that, I felt I really felt that. I, I really had felt that because it's just one of those things that really hit home with me. Because I because honestly, I feel I feel safest when where I feel safest where where I was at too. And it was like in, in Baltimore too, where, in like West Baltimore where I was at, because there was all there was always a shooting of somebody getting killed like every other day down there. But it's strange, but I, but I always felt safe because I knew the area, I knew how to maneuver in that hood, you know. And it's uh, in terms of the service, I just never seen that. And even um, and even with the schooling, uh, even with like the the opportunity, the opportunities you have in class, the schools is completely different. Like I'm telling you, the schools that I went to in, in, in Baltimore, they just. Like I guess you could say they're ratchet or or run down or something like that. They ain't never had like the books that you that you really need. They have these outdated books or the smart boards don't never don't never work. It's and then there was always then I won't say there was always fights because there really wasn't fights from, from the school that I was at. But there was a but you know there was always like discourse or you know like the, because people just didn't know how to do, do the work and the teachers wasn't really good. So you had to do all this. So you had to, uh, 
So people see, because people acted out just because they didn't know how to do the work and they felt like they was and they felt like they was complete retards or something like that, which they were. But it's just they didn't have good teachers to help them out with the work, because the teachers really didn't care. But in the suburbs, I never really see. I never really seen that. Like the bad, like the bathroom was all nice and stuff like that. Like you, ain't, you will never see like the old urinal just completely broke or something like that, or like a or like a water faucet just. Just ain't stuck like they took care of their stuff. Like, like they took care of their stuff down there in the suburbs. Like it ain't nothing. Like everything just seems so new to me. Cause it's like they had these nice halls and stuff and stuff like that. Like the books, they like the books. They let me see one of the the textbook. I said it was really just a, like a, a new textbook. Like it really was just like a new textbook. They got them in the cases in order. Like it just really just a different environment in the in the suburbs to me. And like I said, I don't know how much I can really talk about it because I I never really lived in the suburbs. All all this information just for me going to wrestling from wrestling because I wrestled in different schools and stuff like that. So so the, so it um, so it allows me just to move around a little bit. So I don't really know how how much I can really talk about it. You know. And yeah, really, man. That's that's all I can really say. In the suburbs, they'll call the cops on you or automatically think you don't belong in the suburbs. And also that the cops are worse down there, especially because in the suburbs, it's like a community where the cops know all of, all the neighbors and people who live down there. So especially if they see a black person down there and, and they don't look familiar around there, they will, you know, they will harass you. And I know this from experience. Hey man, I'm telling you, that's it'd be one of the scariest things that you that you get because from all the, the the things that you've seen on, on the media and TV shows, or you just or just your fam, or just stories that you hear in the hood. Nine times out of ten, the altercation not gonna go not gonna go good. So you got that fear that you going that you might die. Really, you got that fear that you might die. That you might die if that cop might, you know, just come out, pull his gun out, and just start shooting, shooting you or something. Or he take it to the to the extreme and maybe suffocate you like they did George Floyd or something like that. Because the cops are, because in the hood, don't nobody really mess with the police. You can't mess with the police if you're from the hood. You it's just not. You just don't. Because I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Shane. I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> that that you weren't done. No, go ahead. Um, I'm from the suburbs in a way. So one a little per, little backstory. Um, my father isn't from Texas. Um, we are from Texas. Like his children, like my siblings and stuff. But he's not, and my mother isn't. So it was new to him too. But he went down there to start a quote unquote new life. So we were down there, right? And um, it was, it's dangerous down there. And that's why I say we had to stop thinking that the suburbs is better than the hood because people who say that never been to the suburbs before. Like they never really lived day to day life. I'm talking about school, go home. I'm talking about what you do in the hood, like normal everyday life. It will be really, really bad or really, let's say really weird compared to in the suburbs. So I said I'd be and to say this. Um after my father passed away, I mean, 
everybody started treating us really differently. And he was a dark-skinned man. So at first, they, they didn't even like us at first because we were like, like the only Black family on the block. So he, him being a Black man, dark-skinned man at that, they're going to hate us. And they're going to think that we're up to some kind of suspicion. So me going to school every day from third to fifth grade, it was not my third. It was like first to fifth. It was terrible. They treated me as different. I was one of the only Black girls in the entire building. It's not what you want to experience. And me, I could say, I love my hood. I would say I love my neighborhood. I love where I am right now because I'm more familiar, just like what Shane said, I'm more familiar with it. The people I've, the friends I've made, they really do love me, you know, and I love them back. And I don't have to worry about, I don't worry about me around here because everyone knows me and I know everybody. Compared to the suburbs, you don't know anyone. And if you do, it's dangerous because when you're black, there's more, I'd rather be out front shot when people can see me than out there in the cold when, when no one can see us. That makes sense? I'd rather be out there in the hood and honestly, someone can see me if I do get hurt. Like out their window or they'd be outside anyway. They probably go to the store or whatever. You know, something, they're going to see me. but in the suburbs, someone can really hurt you and not say a lick of nothing. They can really hurt you and not say a word like you never was there. And that's how, that's what I mean by it's dangerous. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to, and a lot of raids go on in the, in the, in the suburbs too. Like they don't tell you about that either. A lot of home invasions go on in the suburbs. So that's more dangerous. I mean, it's, that's dangerous because that's your whole family, you know? And no one will say anything. Cause you're black, they don't care. Two, it's a home invasion. The cops don't. The, the cops are also corrupt. They're not going to care either. So you're going to be blackballed. Not going to care. You're going. A lot of people going to be devastated back at their hometown. Cause wow, or like oh wow, they got. Or like oh like we ain't heard from so and so in months. And I find you in a landfill somewhere. You know what I mean? That's why I mean it's dangerous. In the suburbs so people who often say oh i i disagree um but the suburbs is better they only say that because there's no the violence isn't the same down there but i kid you people who say i have never stepped foot in the suburbs and actually live day-to-day life down there see it's um see like i said jazz um i never lived in the suburbs everything i everything i said about the suburbs just me from what i see from me wrestling you know, just me going to like the schools that's already in the suburbs and stuff like that. So I never, so I can't really have like the same, the same say as you did, as you did. But I understand, but I really do understand it. Like, cause, you, Cause I feel like you, it's like the fear is really coming from like, like I'm gonna I'm say like Emmett Till for, for example, for example, like Emmett Till. You know, you know, nice, nice, nice looking young man. Uh, it was a, I believe it was just a, an inconvenience that uh, I guess the white lady thought that he whistled at her. White lady thought he whistled at her. The all I know, the, the all you know, two white men come to his house and take him away. And then, you know, such and such time later, you find a, a mutilated boy in the river. And I feel like I, 
uh, I don't know how I'm gonna say this, but um, uh, I feel like it's like I feel like just people not knowing that you that you were there or something like that, or that it takes so long for people just to find your body. I feel like maybe that's a fear. Well, I don't know. What you tell me, I, I I don't know. Everything I'm saying is from experience. So yeah. what I mean by home invasion, I don't mean like yeah, it can it can get that far to everybody can be killed, but. I've experienced that before. My my whole family has been like we've had a house broken in before, and it was scary because you don't know what they're gonna do. And you're black at the end of the day, regardless of what you was going through, you're still black. They don't care. So, my father did call the cops. They did nothing because we're the only black people on the block. Who's gonna care about a little black family? Like you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about by dangerous, opposed to someone here. No one's gonna. Um, people. It's kind of rare to find someone gonna rob you, like in your own home. Not. I would say kind of rare because it's kind of. It happens outside. If that makes sense. Like I've. I haven't. Not. Well, please correct me. But I haven't not yet seen or heard on the news of someone getting like, like a burglary. You know what I mean. But it happens a lot in the suburbs, and you're gonna be really scared. So yeah, my father and my family in general, we have been scared before. Like we have been like really senselessly scared, like extremely. But that's why I say to myself, I don't want to go back down there. But, and a come up isn't always have to be, oh, suburbs, big houses. A come up is a form of just comfortability. You're comfortable with where you're at. I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable here, but I'm just saying for right now, for where I am, I am safe in a way, in my own space. When I grow up, I do want to move out and I do want to go somewhere. But it's never going to be suburban or just so quiet. Because to me, I don't trust quiet. I don't think, I don't, I can't do that. Because there's a lot of experience that I've had that's very traumatic that has happened to me in the quiet. And you being Black is also, is a traumatizing thing because a lot happens to you when you're just simply living life, just the color of your skin. So it does hurt in a way, but I better better hurt from my father is more because he's the man of the house. And he was a dark skinned man. Like we're talking about pitch black. And you know, my mother, she was a very attractive mother, like person, woman, and she was a light and she was also black. So imagine the harassment, just it's a lot to happen in the suburbs. So that's why I say, you know, for Shane just saying that, like, oh, like, how you never really experienced it. I feel like, and it's not bashing Shane. I'm not bashing anybody. It's just that I could see how he would think the way he thinks, you know what I mean? How it could be a little bit better than the hood. Because people like, like, people who haven't experienced the, like, like, like the, suburbs, the suburbs before have never really been through that, you know what I mean? So I'd rather, I don't know, like, the hood to me is a mindset. That that's why I say that, because I don't really see. Because I feel like hood mentality, it's a it's a mind thing, you know. So I don't really, I don't really see anything wrong with being in the hood. I just think if you, you don't act upon it, you know what I mean. You don't have to. I mean, you you have to in certain circumstances. But I mean, when you move up or when you grow older, when you get to a stable state of your life, you don't have to act on it. And that's what I mean. So I would I'd rather pick the hood the hood over the suburbs any day, just because of what I've been through. 
ain't gonna lie, I don't really know what to do. I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless, honestly, because like, I really never thought about it like that. So, so it's just, um, honestly, I just want to say that. I don't know, I want to say thank you, Jenny, because you really just gave me like a whole, like a whole new, whole new look up. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you, honestly, and um, um, yeah, like in the middle, um, like in the middle of um what you were saying, um, there was a good point that was made saying um like, yeah, like not everything makes the news, and even then, like not every single news source is like fully reliable. Like um, there's like there's even websites that you can really like check to see if sources are biased. There's a lot of um. There's a lot of news sources that are more biased to like, um, like say left, left center, right center, right. Um, but and even then, like it, it's kind of crazy because like, like I, I just thought that was a good point. Like not everything really like makes the news, and even then, sometimes not everything that makes the news is always factual. Um, really, I feel like. <laughs> Honestly, the the hood and suburbs mentality. I feel like it's it's really just you know based off of your own experiences. Really, man, it it really just based off your own experiences, man. You know, like Jasmine said, the hood, the hood, and you know the suburbs ain't ain't all what it's cracked out to be due to her experiences or the trauma she been through from the suburbs and. And you just don't really see all that because I, feel, I because you know just the the news are you know the news don't really get everything that goes on really. It's like for me again living living in the hood, I feel like it's more of a I don't know a doggy dog world really. Because like I said, me going back to when I was down bad, when I when I was down bad or, or something like that. But like I said, me going back to when um when I was down bed, I did a lot of stuff just so I could uh just so we can all survive and something. Cause I'm telling you, man, so when you ain't got no uh, food in the house, when you ain't got no no heat, no not even really hot water to wash it, not even hot water really just to wash your um to wash yourself. And then you got the lights on illegally or something like that. You found somebody who can like get the get your lights cut on illegally, so just so you can use the microwave, so you can like heat some water up in the microwave, just so you can wash it, just so you can wash yourself. Huh? I'm telling you, man, all that does something to you. I remember that. I remember there was a whole school year that I didn't even really go to school just because I wanted, to, just because I felt like I had to get some money just to feed my brothers. I remember I did a whole lot just to, just so I could eat. Just so I could, just so I could get something to eat for me and my brothers, you know. Like if, if that was like if that was selling marijuana, if I had to go in somebody's house, or if I had to rob somebody in the alleyway, I didn't really care. All I cared about was just making sure that my brothers was good. That's all I really cared about. I could care less if I lived or died. I, I, I could care less if I lived or died, honestly, because at the end of the day, I'm gonna get mine. Really. I feel like the. I feel like the. The hood really gave me a more of a survival tactic, more of a more of that instinct to just 
survive and stuff. And and nowadays, and nowadays, I'm not the same guy like I was, like I was back then. Like nowadays, like people, like people who who see me now, you wouldn't even think I did any of that stuff, really. You you wouldn't even think I really did any of that stuff. But I'm telling you, different circumstances will put you in different will make you do different things really and then peer pressure too the peer pressure that comes in the hood like saying uh, oh you ain't about this you oh you ain't about this you's a whole you a whole lane for real you, you ain't like you ain't like this you ain't like that you a whole lane for real like you just a like you just a whole square for real like i'm telling you that all that peer pressure do do something to you because don't nobody want to be looked at and i'm gonna and i'm gonna pause for a sec just to warn everybody everybody who got sensitive ears with their children around I'm gonna wait for like five seconds. Okay, see the thing is, people don't, see the people the thing is, the main reason, people just don't wanna look at, be looked at, at, at as no bitch. You just don't wanna be seen as no bitch for real. So you got, so you're doing all this other stuff just so you don't be looked at, just so you don't be looked down on. Cause I'm telling you, when you got, when you, when you, ain't, when you ain't got nothing, you ain't got no money to get no new clothes or nothing, like you going to school with some phony shoes on your feet, people gonna start cracking on you. People gonna start cracking on you every guy every day. Like, like people, like people started cracking on me because I couldn't really, because I had high, because I had high waters. I had this small behind shirt, and I had these rag, and I had these raggedy behind shoes that had holes in. And all, and all that really builds you, and all that really for me just builds your anger up, and then you just start lashing out, then you crack, and then you crack your own your teeth, and now you get. Like you getting suspended now. The now the school police coming through just cause, just because of the altercation. But it's just I don't even know where I was about to go with this. But it's like it, it, it just really just it just really does a lot to you on your mindset when you just ain't got when you ain't got nothing, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's, it's one of those things that you just it just you just do, man. I just can't. I can't really just say anything else. Um, honestly, honestly, for for a solution of all this, I feel like it's just really just conversation. One acknowledging acknowledging the struggles that we all go through. Uh, two, just just under trying at least trying to understand the differences where we go through it. Then and then we could like, and then maybe. From there, we could discuss on different ways to to, de to deal with certain things. Maybe start with the uh, maybe start with the poverty and the ho and the homelessness. You no, know? maybe start with the drug with the drug trafficking or the drug moving in, in, in those communities. Man, I'm telling you, it, it gets really difficult, man. What I say that we could solve it is I feel like the most the hood. Let's say the hood is mainly gets his reputation of so much of a bad place to be in is because of the crime rate. Now I say that because not a lot of it is documented, just like what um, what Isaiah said, and I think that's why people think the the, the suburbs is so glamorous. So oh my gosh, I'm so rich. Oh my gosh, like I got a big house in a white neighborhood. Oh my goodness, you know what I mean? Like just just so glamorizing it. So I feel as though we should honestly just, I would say stop the crime rate, not stop like, oh my God, completely end 
world peace. But I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, we can lower it, you know, and especially Philadelphia, but we can lower it. Just try to, you know what I mean? So, and maybe it will be looked at as more like, okay, so I want to say better place, but I would say more stable place because no one's going to, you see a lot of white people coming down here and trying to just turn it out. And to, I just, I get offended. I'm like, like you're going to make a difference. I, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it does something to me. It's like, how dare you? Like, no. And it's off, I feel like it's like, it's like the superhero effect. It's like, oh, like the hero comes and saves the day. Like, oh, like they come and they try to save the quote unquote hood. I feel as though it's like, all you need to do is stop the crime rate. You don't need to come down here and do all that. You ain't got to change the buildings. You don't have to take our people away. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Because then where are we going to go? And then they make the, the housing prices higher. They make things a little bit more expensive here. And it doesn't make any sense. So in my opinion, I should just think we should try to stop the crime rate. Honestly, I don't even know how, how you can really stop the crime rate. How you can really stop the crime rate? I can't even say. I put extremely a lot of thought into it because honestly, honestly, I saw it as just everyday life. Really, it's just more, more of a you know, it it is it is what it is, man. It's like it, it is what it is. Like it's like I feel like if you if you see a lot of the, like death just coming around you and stuff like that, I feel like. It's, it's a greater chance that you just get desensitized to it, man. Like it's just, and and, and it's a and it's a messed up way to just, and it's a messed up saying, and it's a messed up you know thing that happens. But a lot, but you know, you just you, you just might get desensitized to it just because you see it all the time. And uh, and Ken, and Kendall was saying earlier that um, he he said in the chat that um, I can relate to what Jasmine was saying because for all all of middle school and most of high school was just me and my sisters being treated like outcasts and people that don't matter. Most of the time, my father made us fend for ourselves and it was hard. He said he had nothing but ramen to eat and that's why and, and that's why I don't like ramen now. And honestly, I completely understand that because like I said, my, both my parents like I said, both of my parents, they were they was drug addicts, so there was no food in there. The little food we did have was nine times out of ten, peanut butter or jelly or ramen noodles. Um, Bye! Like, like, that's really all we had for real. But yeah, really, it's just... It's really just like your your whole mentality and all. And from what Kendall said, I can understand, I can completely understand that having two, you know, parents that are drug addicts, uh, at that time, you you ain't got nothing but nine times of ten peanut butter and jelly or ramen noodles, and I, and I say like a and half the time you ain't even you ain't even got the the ramen noodles because you ate them all. You eating them for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you just eating them up. So you really just eating them up all the damn time, and then the peanut butter and jelly you might have peanut you might have je- you might have peanut butter but no jelly, or you might just not have no bread. So you just, and then and then if you do got bread, you ain't got no peanut butter and jelly. You hoping that you at least got some sugar. 
you hoping that you at least got some sugar or some syrup or something so you can at least make a syrup sandwich or a sugar sandwich. And this is the like, and you just just really started just making them struggle meals for real for because you ain't got because you ain't got nothing. Um, because you ain't got nothing. Like it's um, I, I, like I like I don't know how how any way to, to say it, man. You can know this is really um. I'm just saying, like, you, you, I feel like it just really all starts with the conversation, man. Just understanding where we all come from, or at least trying to understand where we all come from. Because sometimes you just don't understand. Because sometimes people just don't get. People just don't get it, and I understand. And I understand that a lot. I really do understand that. Sometimes you just don't under, You just don't understand because it might just be just so foreign to to you or something like that. But. But yeah, really, it's just that's all I really can. That's all I really can say. It just really all starts with uh, it starts with having that conversation, man. So I feel like once we just sit down and talk about our experiences and how we uh, how we perceive things, I feel like that's where we can really, I feel like that's where we can really start talking about the next step. It just all starts with that conversation. This has been a Behind the Eyes of Our Youth podcast. This has been part two of what it is in the hood. We thank you all for listening. We feel extremely blessed. I have been one of your moderators today. My name is Shane. My name is Jasmine. We thank you all from the from the set of Behind the Eyes of Our Youth, man. Peace.